Hey, beautiful people. Welcome to the BU Podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Von Bretter. Before we get into the show, I wanted to take a moment to share how I host my podcast using Anchor. It's free and easy to use. You can record and edit using your phone or computer, and then Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. It's super easy to use, and they do the work for you. I highly recommend using Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, on to the show. Hey guys, so today is December 30th, 2020, and it's been a crazy year, and I know that we are all looking forward to 2021 and hoping that it's going to be a good year filled with new possibilities and just better than whatever happened in 2020. And with looking forward to a new year, you know, it comes with looking at your goals and what your goals are going to be for the year. And I love goals, but I actually personally really struggle with setting a goal and actually following through with that goal. So I don't know how many of you all can relate, but if you can, then you are definitely in the right place because in today's episode, I am sharing my conversation that I had with Lariel Lipkins. She is the founder of A Woman With Vision, and she is an author, a speaker, and a trainer, and she helps women elevate their mindset and execute goals. I think that is something that we all need right now. And I'm just so excited to share this conversation with you. You're going to want to take some notes and just get ready to change how you approach setting goals and following through. Lariel, thank you so much for being here today. Will you just tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are? Yeah. So um, I'm Lariel Lipkins and I am the founder of A Woman With Vision. And we have courses and programs for what I like to call ambitious women. A lot of them tend to be female entrepreneurs or professionals who have really big goals, really big dreams, but they're struggling to actually execute that. So I always say I teach you how to go from intention to actually executing those goals. And I do that by showing you how to elevate your mindset and and change your mindset. Awesome. And so right now we're about to enter a new year, 2021. And a lot of people are thinking about, you know, setting new goals and having a better year. Where can, where do people start with setting a goal? Yeah. Well, you know what? I always tell people before, and this is even pre like 2020, right? With all the things that it brought. Um, I always tell people to start by reviewing the previous year. And the reason that that is so important is that if you go into um, the new year without thinking about what you learned from the previous year, then you're bound to want to take negative beliefs um, into the next year, but then also negative habits. And so I find by reviewing what worked and what didn't work for the previous year helps you to identify what patterns you want to keep and then also what patterns you need to change and really be honest with yourself about what's going to be important for you moving forward. Yeah. And then kind of thinking about being honest with yourself, how can you set a goal that you actually believe that you can achieve? Well, you know, I always tell people that, you know, the problem with goal setting, well, there's, there's a number of problems, right? <laughs> but one, well, we could be here all day. But one of the problems is that we are taught to set goals, but we're not taught to set a vision. And I think that's really, really important is that you need to have a clear vision of what it is that you want, and then you need to set goals that actually align with that. And so what I find is that a lot of people have um, vision, like this big picture idea of what it is that you want, but then they don't have any um, goals. The other side Mm -hmm. is that they have 
um, goals, like the tangible things, but then they don't have a big picture of where it is that they're actually headed to. And you really need to have both. Uh, and so I actually find that, I know 2020 was challenging and it was different, I was unexpected, but I think, honestly, I think it's a blessing because sometimes the clarity that we're looking for and the clarity that we need, we're only going to get when we're pushed into a position that's like uncomfortable and challenges us and there's a little bit of chaos. Yeah. So I would say kind of take this moment to see what did you learn about yourself and what was important for you to 20, in 2020. And chances are you will find that you don't need to set 20 goals for 2021, <laughs> that really you may have five goals. And that's okay, right? I, I'm a firm believer that having too many goals is just as bad as having no goals at all. Right, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, you're talking about having a vision and goals. So it kind of sounds like your vision is your bigger picture and you have goals that are kind of like the smaller action steps to help get you there. Mm -hmm. And then you, um, the other reason like why you need a vision is because if you just have like one small goal, it's not really going to like keep carrying you into the future. Um, and then I also like, yeah, like keep it, like you don't have to have like a hundred goals right now. Cause then like, that's just like overwhelming. And it's like, where do you even start with that? Yeah. I actually had a client who came to me because she had bought this, I think it was like a planner or some type of workbook and it had like 12 areas of your life. And then she needed to set like two to four goals for each, and for each area. I'm like, that's 36 to 48 goals to accomplish in 12 months. Oh, yeah. Wow. No wonder you're completely overwhelmed. Yeah. Like, what, what, what is, you know, what, if you fast forward a year from now, what would you like to say you've got accomplished? What would you like to say you've experienced or checked off? And that really helped her dial into what was really most important to her. And it wasn't 36 things, right? right. Uh, and nor was it 48 things. Um, but it helped her get really, really clear about what was most important to her, where she was at in her life, mm -hmm. which I think is also important because living in a social media world. And I think now we're on social media more than ever because people are at home and people are checking, uh, kind of checking out of life uh, by checking on, checking in on uh, social media and see what everybody else is doing. That is very easy to um, not know what you want and mm -hmm. be setting goals that you think social media says that you need to have, or that your mom says that you need to have, or your spouse says that you need to have. And you need to be very clear about what it is that you want for you. Like, what is it that you want to accomplish? What is it that's going to be meaningful and that matters for you? Not necessarily what everybody else is telling you that you should want. Or yeah. Need. Yeah. And I mean, and so with that, because we all are so influenced about what, what we're seeing other people do and think that we should do the same thing. Or, you know, when people talk about goals, it's like, oh, I should, you know, have this big business or I should have kids or whatever. Like, how do you really get clear on what it is that you truly want? You know, I think honestly that a lot of times it isn't that we don't know what we want. I think a lot of times when people struggle and say, I don't know what I want. What I think a lot of times is they're scared to own what they want, mm. right? They're scared to say what they want um, because they feel like it's going to be judged. Um, the other time where I may see that they really don't know what they want is moms, for example, moms who have been moms for the last 10, 15, 20, 25 years. And now 
they haven't really been thinking about what it is that they want because they've been so busy taking care of everybody else and making sure that everybody else has what they need. I then do find that sometimes they have a hard time separating themselves as like being mom or wife or whatever it might be to like, what does L'Oreal truly want? And so sometimes you do need just to get a quiet, like get in a quiet space and say, if I fast forwarded a year from now, what would be the most meaningful? And I think the other challenge that people have when it comes to when they say they don't know what they want is they're thinking about what they think they could realistically accomplish given like their certain context or certain constraints. And really what you want to do is think about what you truly want and then you figure out how to get there. And a lot of people get that backwards. They figure out, well, first, let me see how I can get there. And then I'll actually commit to the goal when you need to commit to the goal. And then it's so much easier. I know that sounds cliche, but once you actually commit to what I call the what, the how becomes a lot easier versus trying to figure out the how before you commit. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and with that, um, because, you know, people do kind of, will get it backwards or kind of get mixed up with it. Like, how can you really... Um, work towards a goal that's not too big or not too far stretched? You know, what, what I think makes the goal too big are two things. Um, one is the timeline, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're starting from square one, let's just put in dollars and cents because that's easy. Let's say you are starting a business today and you say, well, next week I want to have a million dollar business. <laughs> Probably unrealistic, right? Unless yeah. you have like something that we just don't, don't know about, right? Um, <laughs> But if you said, you know, in two years, I want to have a million dollar business, that's probably real, more realistic. And if you're selling $5 candles, that may be a little bit harder versus like a $10,000 consulting program, right? So I think right. what makes things realistic or, or not realistic is part, partly the time frame. The other is the effort, right? Mm -hmm. um, you have to know and be honest with yourself about how hard you're willing to make something happen and like how hard you're willing to make things um, how hard you're willing to work to make things happen. And so I, some, I sometimes think that's where people are unrealistic. Like I had a lady who said, well, I want to start a business. And I work, she worked for a company and she said, I give my company 40 hours a week. I need to give my business 40 hours a week. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. But you have four kids, right? Oh, that's, wow. 80, yeah, that's 80 hours a week that you're saying you're going to be working. Probably not realistic, right? Right. And so let's tell that back to say, well, how about if I spent two hours a, a day on my business? Like, like, let's do that. And so when it comes to what makes things realistic is oftentimes our work ethic and um, our time frame that we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and then what else kind of determines how... Um, how someone is actually going to follow through with their uh, goal? What's the determining factor for that? Yeah, well, I think there's three um, kind of big chunks. And each of these chunks break down to smaller pieces. But for its purposes of this, I'll just kind of hit the, the big picture. Um, after working with over 2,500 women, I would say it boils down to three different pieces. Um, one is clarity. You have to be clear about your vision. You have to be clear about what your goals are. You need to make sure that those are in alignment. You also have to be very clear about what I call your core why. And it's not that superficial, like, oh, you just need to know what your why is, and that's going to make everything better. I know a ton of people who can rattle off their why, and they're still not achieving their goals, right? Yeah. And so the core why is really connecting to that emotional piece. And there's a process that I teach my clients on how to tap into that. But the first piece is that you need to be clear. 
Like if you're not clear about what you're doing, you're not going to be confident. You're not going to take action and you're not going to know where you're trying to get. Right. Yeah. Um, the second piece that I would say is creating a plan. Um, I will talk to people and they're like, yeah, I want that hundred thousand dollar business, six figure business. Or I want to lose 50 pounds or I want to run a marathon or I want to write a bike or uh, uh, write a book. And I'm like, mm -hmm. great. What's your plan? And they're like, well, when you say plan, do you mean like plan or plan plan? I'm like, whatever. Right? What's your roadmap? How are you going to get there? And um, that's the other piece that you need. You need to be able to figure out the how, and it doesn't need to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect. You think about it this way. If you've never done something, what is the likelihood that you're going to be able to create the perfect plan to get there? Like, not very likely. <laughs> not very likely, right? And so I find a lot of people either create no plan and they just try to have at it and they hit a roadblock and they stop, mm -hmm. or they spend months or even years trying to create the perfect plan that they're never going to put in action. And really the only way that you can perfect your plan is by putting it into action and then course correcting as you go. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing that you need after you have clarity, after you have a plan, is then you need to align your mindset with what it is that you want to achieve. Now, Ariel, this, this is like huge because I've made this mistake and I know other people who make these mistakes is that they say, once I get to my goal, I'm going to change my mindset. Mm. Right? So like once I get to a six figure business, I'm going to do what a six figure business owner does. Once I lose 20 pounds then I'm going to get healthy. Like, no, it's <laughs> no, the opposite. Yeah, that's not how that works. Right? Yeah. Like, you need to do what you need like the things that you would do to lose 20 pounds those are the things that you need to do now like whatever that healthy lifestyle looks like for you those are the things that you need to do now to get there same thing if it's a monetary goal think about what it is that you want to achieve what with that person if you were already there what would you be doing and those are the things that you need to do now so i really teach my clients like three pieces in the mindset um uh, kind of category to elevate and align their mindset with their goals in order to get there. That mm -hmm. way they're not self-sabotaging. You don't, don't have to deal with imposter syndrome. You're able to like crush your fears, but there's work that you have to do in order to make that happen. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's, I love that process of like getting clarity and making the plan and having um, alignment in your mindset because they all really do go together. And I think so many times people see like the end goal and they just like mm -hmm. want it to happen but then they get stuck of like well what's the best way to get there like can I really do it and why am I even doing this <laughs> so it's you know there is a lot that you really have to kind of process to make sure that your goal is what you really want um so with that in mind like tell me more about that core why you talked about because I've heard people talk about finding your why and once you've got that like everything else will follow yeah that's and, the secret right <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's like that must be a secret because it doesn't work for me <laughs> <laughs> right um so yeah so if we picked an example um uh why let's say getting in shape right Mm -hmm. So if you said, and let's pretend for someone getting in shape for them means I need to lose 15 pounds, right? Just as an example to make it really simple. Yeah. And if you said, okay, well, why do you want to do that? And you said, well, I just want to look good in a bikini. Mm. For most people, if you've never looked good in a bikini or you haven't looked good in a bikini for the last five, 10 years, you're okay. Right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like, I would love to do it, but will I 
uh, say no to eating certain foods? Will I get up in the morning to work out? Will I drink, uh, you know, the amount of water? Will I get rest? Will I do all those things to make it happen to like look good in a bikini? Probably not. Right. But mm -hmm. if I said my why is that I want to be able to have the energy that I need to be able to run in the backyard with my son without getting winded, without getting tired and be able to see that smile on his face versus always having to sit on the sidelines while the other parents play with their kids, right? That, yeah. That's a much more um, emotionally connected why. And so I think a lot of times when people say, what's your why? They go, oh, well, you know, I want to have, you know, I want to be, uh, get out of debt so I can be financially independent. Okay. But why is that important? And mm -hmm. why is that important? And why is that important? So it goes back to the old uh, five whys and asking yourself why five times. And then usually by that fifth time, you, you hit that emotional piece. And what I have found just in coaching women over the years is that um, either one or two things happen when you have to go five levels deep. One okay. is that you can't and you realize, I don't really want this. I don't really want <laughs> this as bad as I thought I wanted it. And that's, that's perfectly okay. Let's scrap it. Right. Yeah. Or you tap into something that you didn't even know and you get that sense of emotion and you're like, wow, I can actually see myself like doing that. I can see those experiences with my son. I could see the lives that I could impact if I was uh, better off financially. I could see walking into our first home, like whatever that might be for you. Mm -hmm. uh, it hits at a much different level and you realize that you are willing to do the work to make that happen. Yeah, I I can totally see that being just really like the more that you dig deep and find out like why you want it and like what it's really going to do for you, that being more motivating because you can actually see the benefits of it and see the results of it just rather than like, oh, I think I want it because everyone else is doing it. Yeah. And I'll give you a real example. Like growing up, I had a single mom, three kids, and me and my brothers, like we shared a room for, until I was a teenager, and then I shared a room with my mom, right? <laughs> so imagine being 13, 14 years old, and you're sleeping in the bed with your mom. That was me, right? Because yeah. my mom was just trying to make things, make ends meet. And I remember when she said we were buying a home. I almost got emotional right now because yeah. I went back to that moment in the apartment, and she's like, hey, I've got a surprise for y'all. We're going to have a house and thinking about the moment like wow I would have my own room with like my own bed and so when it when I got older I knew one of the things I wanted to do was buy a house mm -hmm. and at first I thought I just want to buy a house but once we found the house it became so much more than that it's like wow our kids are gonna have a backyard <laughs> like yeah. like there was just this sense of emotion and um just realizing that my kids would have a totally different experience. They would be able to have their own room, their own backyard. They could run around, they could decorate the room and they, you know, and they have their own space to create their own memories. Like that really became the motivator. And we bought a house like four months sooner <laughs> than we yeah. expected because we tapped into it to that core. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just like the American dream. It was my dream. Right. right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and so you have to, and I never told anybody that story. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing it. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, that's really was the driving force. And my husband had a very similar experience, except it was five of them in a two bedroom oh, wow. apartment. And so that moment standing outside of that house with a soul sign was just like so emotional. 
And we sacrificed like crazy to make that happen. Wow. I, that's such an incredible story. And so now I'm curious about, um, like seeing your mom do that. Did she have an influence on how you see goals today? She did. Um, in the sense that (laughs) my mom as a single mom, um, she was the woman that I gave the example about earlier where she put her goals on hold and it was all about what her kids need. Mm-hmm. And so back in 2015, I heard my, held my first event called Vision Boards Over Brunch. And my mom came into town and she cooked all the food for the brunch and Aww. she greeted all the guests. And I remember like being like 90 minutes into my presentation and my mom was in the back of the room just crying. Aww. And I thought, wow, she's so proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> and she was. But afterwards, I asked her about that. And you know what she said? She said, I've been a mom for the last 30 years. I didn't know what I wanted for me. So when you got to that section about what it is that I, what I wanted for the next year, I really had no idea because I've just been a mom. And I made in that moment, funny thing is I was pregnant with my first son and at that time and didn't know it. I found out like three days later and I made a commitment to myself that I am proud of the sacrifice and grateful for the sacrifice that my mom made. But yeah. I wanted to be a different type of mom. I wanted to be the mom that didn't just tell my kids that they could do anything they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be an example of that. Yeah. And so that has challenged me to do some stuff that is scary. And, um, but I want, I wanted to, I can I realized I can be a mom and still have goals. Right. <laughs> right. And so it definitely shifted my perception of goals. And it also helped me figure out what type of mom I wanted to be. And that mm-hmm. I wanted to be an example that you can be a mom and a wife and a boss and all these things and that you don't have to just be one thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because I mean, especially as women, I feel like we kind of, you know, we'll get stuck in kind of the stereotypes of like, oh, you're a, you know, a working mom or a stay at home mom or, you know, whatever. I don't have kids. So like, I don't really <laughs> know all that. But I, but from what I hear, you <laughs> yeah. But I do know that it can be difficult to kind of feel like you're making the right decisions, you know, for your kids, but also for yourself too. So, I mean, how do you kind of align and make that balance? Yeah. And, and to your point, and it can be even the goal that I don't want to be a mom, right? That, and that's okay too, right? Yeah. Um, so I would say, how do I find the balance? It goes back to that larger vision, right? The larger vision of my life and what's important to me. Um, and then also with my husband and having a vision together. Um, and then finding the balance is really um, goes back to that plan. So and part of the planning piece, I teach my clients to remove their roadblocks. And so there's three pieces that we talk about when you're setting your goals. It's what skills will I need? Excuse me, what skills will I need to achieve this goal? What support and what systems? Mm -hmm. And so when I'm working on creating my plan, knowing that I have a four-year-old and a nine-month-old, I have to think about potential roadblocks, which is often time. And so when I look at, okay, what skills do I need? That's pretty easy. Uh, What support, right? I may need to say, hey, honey, I'm gonna need some help during this time. Or I may need to put some systems in place to help streamline so that I can still be present while also accomplishing my goals. So I give you a real world example. When I wrote my first book back in 2018, 2018, 2018, I don't know, 2019, I think is when it dropped. And so 
uh, yes, 2019. Um, I went to my husband and I said, I want to write a book. And the first thing he said was, so what do you need from me? And we had a two-year-old at the time and thinking about Roblox was childcare. Mm -hmm. And so I told him, can you give me 30 days where you can really help me um, and make sure that our son is good and I will write this book in 30 days. And he said, you got 30 days, not 31, <laughs> not 32, <laughs> 30 days. And I finished the book in 21. But I went, I went to him because I knew and I thought about my roadblocks in advance. I asked for the support that I needed, right? Mm -hmm. I thought about what skills I was going to need. I thought about what systems I was going to need before I started. So that once I had a roadblock, I already had mapped out how I was going to handle that versus what I think a lot of people do is go, well, that must be a sign, right? That must be a sign that I'm not ready. That must mean a sign that I'm not qualified. No, that may just be a sign that you need a better plan, right? <laughs> right? Or that you need help. Yeah. I really like looking at it from that perspective because yeah, I think so many times when we go after something, when it gets a little hard, we're like, oh, maybe it's not for me or I shouldn't do it. Or, you know, it was a mistake, but no, like, challenges are going to happen and they're going to, you know, it's what's going to make you stronger and more prepared and actually like work harder for that goal. So I really like that idea of preparing for it. And I think that's a piece that a lot of people probably miss of they, you know, they only think about like the good things that are going to happen when achieving their goal. They're not going to, mm -hmm. you don't want to think about like these hard things and, you know, especially asking for that support and help. I think that's also something that's, you know, can be difficult sometimes ask for the help that you need. Yeah. And to your point, I think a lot of people, when they create their plans, they create their plans in a perfect world scenario mm -hmm. that doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so going back to the woman who's like, well, I, you know, I'm going to spend 40 hours on my business in addition to 40 hours working my job and who's going to take care of your kids. Right. right. Let's, <laughs> let's think about that. Right. And so I think a lot of times we are creating these plans with rose colored glasses, which um, sets us up for disappointment when life happens and life is going to happen. And so being able to adjust and being able to think about those. And I will tell you like 90% of the roadblocks that you're going to face, if you, you, you would be able to identify them up front. Like yeah. I wasn't going to go like, Oh, I can't write today because I didn't realize I have a kid. Right. Like I knew that, right. I knew that I had a son. I knew that, uh, I was going to be tapped, um, kind of um, around my time. So a lot of the roadblocks that people face are not surprises. It's just right. things that we think that we're going to have enough motivation to get around mm -hmm. when in reality, it's much better to think about um, what your potential roadblocks may be. And I'll give you like another really practical example. Yeah. Um, so a few years ago, I started doing kickboxing. And so I would do kickboxing. I would leave when I worked corporately, I would leave my job, go to kickboxing, pick up my son. Mm -hmm. um, but I realized that if I did not have the right system in place, I wouldn't do it. So if I said, I'm going to go work out, I mean, I'm going to leave work, go home and put my clothes on, then go work out and then pick up my son, <laughs> never happened, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't have the right system in place. So I realized, take your clothes to work and you need to put on your workout clothes before you leave the office. Right. right. And so that was a, a simple system that I put in place because I knew if I went home, I was not going to go work out. Mm -hmm. And so um, those are simple things that you can think about and say, okay, how can I work around that and be honest with yourself? 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, I really like that because it's so easy to make excuses, especially like, oh, I'm home. And like, let me just do this before I do that. And the house yeah. needs to be clean. Let me get a jump start on dinner. Right. I had, the, I had a whole list. So it's easy for me to just kind of tell you all the stuff I was telling myself. Oh, just Judy has a new episode. Let's check that out. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, Everything I can do it later. Work it out. Yeah. So I really love that just like simple system to make it, make it work. And then that goes back to just like with creating that roadmap, it's like you're making it even stronger by having those things in place. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So let's go back about this book you wrote in 21 days. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that. (laughs) (laughs) No big deal. (laughs) How did that happen? Yeah. So I've been wanting to write a book for a few years um, and it goes back to that core why if you would have asked me like three years before I actually wrote it what my why was I probably would have just said I was going to write a book and that would have been like the extent of it yeah um, hence I never did it um, but then once I got very clear about what my core why was and I knew that I wanted I was I had just left my corporate job I was in transition I was starting like doing my business full-time and I was emotionally connected to writing the book because I wanted to be able to share my message in a much wider platform mm-hmm. and be able to take all of the experience that I had kind of gained over the last 10 years and um, kind of my experience in being able to use all the, share all the tools and things that I've used to um, accomplish a lot of the goals that I've, I've been able to accomplish. And so I was a lot more emotionally connected to the goal. And people always say like, how did you do that in 21 days? And I always yeah. say 60 minutes at a time. And I think that's really important for people, regardless of whether or not you want to write a book, is think about how you can break your goal down to something smaller and manageable, right? Because if I sat here and thought about, well, how am I going to edit? How am I going to format it? What does the cover look like? And how can, you know, how am I going to write 200 pages and all of this other stuff? I would have talked myself out of it. Mm -hmm. But could I write 60 minutes at a time? Absolutely. And so breaking that down to a smaller piece and breaking it down to something that was a lot more manageable um, helped me stay in the right mindset, but it made the execution piece a whole lot easier as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think it kind of goes back to determining kind of what's a realistic goal. And it's like, for a lot of people, writing a book in 30 days is kind of like, to me, that sounds impossible. <laughs> but when you put it in that aspect of like only 60 minutes at a time, like I'm like, oh, that's not bad. Like, I'm sure I could produce something if I just worked on <laughs> work 60 minutes at a time. And, and this is the other thing I think is, um, so have you ever written a blog post? Yes. Have you ever written an Instagram caption or a Facebook caption? Yep. What about an email blast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can write a book, right? And so (laughs) a lot of times is that we don't have a process, right? So if we go back to that system, I had a process for how I wrote that book and I had a framework. And so I think a lot of times, whether it is writing a book or running a marathon or starting a business or starting a blog, like whatever it is that you want to do, I think a lot of times people don't have a process and they don't have a system. So we can spend a lot of time, energy and effort doing a whole lot of stuff, but not making progress. And so, you know, if you've ever written a blog, written Instagram caption, written anything, um, you can write a book, right? It's just that you need a process for it. 
Yeah. And I love that, like you put it in like such simple terms of like, if you've written a, you know, a caption or a blog post, like you can write a book because it really is like those small steps that build up to that bigger goal. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so tell me more about the book um, and what it is about and who it's for. Yeah. So the book is called A Woman with Vision, and it is really for women who are tired of recycling the same goals year after year. I always say I'm all about recycling, but not when it comes to your goals, right? (laughs) And so I know a lot of women who are, you know, their 2021 goals are the goals that they didn't get accomplished in 2020, which are also the same goals that they didn't get accomplished in 2019. Mm -hmm. And um, they kind of feel stuck. So this book is really um, walking them through why Uh, we tend to recycle the same goals year after year, which is what I call the goal setting trap. Mm -hmm. And that the way that most of us were taught goals, how to set goals, if you were taught at all, is a recipe for failure. And so I walk through uh, clarity and how that breaks down, planning, mindset, and execution. So you can move from just setting goals to actually accomplishing your goals. Yeah. And so tell me more about like that recycling goal like the recycling or the goal setting trap, because I do think that, um, you know, we have a goal and we just kind of, you know, forget about it. And then like, it's like time to plan a new goal. So it's like, Oh, we're just going to use this one again. Like (laughs) maybe it will happen this year, but how can you really like, um, for someone who wants to achieve a goal that they haven't in the past, like how can they really like shift their mindset that they're actually going to accomplish it this year? Yeah. So the goal setting trap, Um, is basically like this. Most of us, um, you pick a goal, maybe it's at the end of the year, beginning of the year, and you start off motivated. Like this Mm -hmm. is the year, new year, new me, like I'm actually going to do it this time, right? Yeah. And you start off really motivated, so motivated that you start taking action. Like you're actually doing the stuff that will get you, move you forward. Mm -hmm. And that lasts for like how long? Uh, not. <laughs> yeah, she's like, uh, a couple days, right? Maybe it's like let's depends say. when those challenges happen. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe it's like two to three weeks, right? For most people, like you, they tap out before then, right? Two to three weeks, you are consistent. You are doing the work. You're disciplined. You're like, wow, I'm actually going to make this happen. And then what happens? You take a break. You lose sight. You get distracted. Mm-hmm. And you go, okay, well, I'm going to start again tomorrow. And before you know it, you look up and six months has gone by and you're like, oh, crap. I'm further away from my goal than when I started. And then you get frustrated because you're scrolling on Instagram and everybody else is living their best life, checking off their goals. And you're trying to think about like, why can I not make this happen? And so you try to kick yourself back in the butt, get back, you know, get back on track. And you end up in this endless cycle of motivation, action, distraction, frustration, right? Mm -hmm. And so starting off by trying to go based off emotion, which is that feeling of being motivated, is what really messes people up because people are really caught up on like, but I don't feel motivated or I feel motivated. And the real thing, if you look at people who consistently set their goals, they think far less about motivation and far more about um, momentum, right? So the key Mm -hmm. is that you really need to build momentum. The other thing is that you will find that people who consistently execute their goals are emotionally connected to their goal, but they're not emotionally connected to the process. People who do not achieve their goal are not emotionally connected to their goal, but they're totally emotionally connected to the process. (laughs) And so those are things that you have to be very mindful of. And so I have a program called Beyond the Board where I walk through that clarity planning and mindset piece to say, how can we 
get you beyond the board, meaning the vision board, like, mm -hmm. and, and be able to show you how to turn your vision board into reality. And a lot of times we think that we're going to just achieve our goals based on discipline and willpower. And I will tell you that does not work. Like you need routines, you need systems, you need the right mindset and you need to have a process to make that happen. Yeah. And so, um, tell me again about that, um, being attached, emotionally attached to like the outcome versus the process. Mm -hmm. Tell me, yes. tell me more about that. Yeah. So when people are emotionally attached to the process, that means anytime they hit a roadblock, anytime they hit a challenge, anytime they're not feeling motivated, they're not going to do the work mm. versus like people ask me, Lyria, how do you always stay motivated? Sometimes I'm not right. <laughs> but, but that doesn't mean that I don't show up and do the work, right? Mm -hmm. When you do the work, um, you don't have to worry about how you feel or about the emotion or whether or not you feel motivated. You do the work and then you get closer to your result and that makes you feel more motivated. Again, it's about getting the things in the right order. A lot of people wait until they feel motivated to do something. And the, here's the reality. You're not always going to feel motivated. Like you're not always going to feel motivated to eat the right things or to work out or to save or to write or to whatever it is that you're doing. Mm -hmm. But when you do it, when you take that one step, how do you feel? Like you feel, feel good, proud of yourself, right? You feel yeah. proud of yourself because you kept your commitments. And so that's what I mean about not being emotionally connected to the process. You're going to have to do some stuff that may suck, that you don't want to do, that doesn't feel good, um, that challenges you. That's the nature of setting a goal, right? It's, you're yeah. going to be challenged. Um, but you need to be emotionally connected to the goal, meaning I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make it happen. And mm -hmm. if you're not, that's perfectly okay let's just not put that on our vision board, right? Let's yeah. just not set that as a goal. Maybe we haven't identified um, what our core why is for that. And that's perfectly okay. So I stopped putting writing a book on my vision board a couple of years ago because I wasn't connected to it. It like sounded good. It was something that I wanted to do eventually, but it wasn't something that I wanted to do right then. And then mm -hmm. when I decided to do it, I was in a totally different mindset and I actually made it happen. Yeah. I mean, and that's such a good point. Cause I think, I mean, there are so many things that people do want to accomplish and achieve, but to understand that like maybe now is not the right time and being okay with that, I think is mm -hmm. such a good point because, you know, especially if we do, you know, we get into the comparison trap and seeing someone else do it and think we should do it, even though we're like, but we really don't want to right now. Like that needs to come later. And so really getting real with yourself on what it is that you want and when you want it. Absolutely. Um, and I think being able to understand that sometimes you can have the right goal and it's not the right time mm -hmm. and that's okay. Right. There is no um, race between you and whoever else you're comparing yourself to, which is another thing. I remember back when I did my first couple of vision board over brunch events, and I would have like 20 to 25 women. And if you looked at their vision boards, they were like 90% the same. Yeah. Like, okay. It, your vision board really needs to be customized to you. Like, what is your vision for your life? What is it that you really want? What are going to be those things that really matter to you? What are those moments and experiences that you want to have? And if you looked at my vision board right now, mm -hmm. there's probably 
two that you could probably be like, oh, I get that. And there's the other ones you're going to be like, hey, you're, I would have to explain to you what those mean because it's based on me and what it is that I want for me and not what, you know, society says that I should want. Right. And so you actually have a uh, virtual vision board masterclass coming up, correct? I do. Yes. I have one coming up um, on January 6th where I will be sharing my vision board process. So I tell you, I will show you how to create a vision board that actually works. So if, you know, if you are listening and you're like, man, I've never created a vision board, but I want to make sure that I do it right. Or like, I do it all the time and it collects dust and it's halfway finished <laughs> and I've got a bunch of random pictures. And you want to learn how to create a vision board that is actually a roadmap, meaning you know exactly what goals you need to focus on and when. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what I'll be covering on January 6th. Awesome. Is there any other events or anything that you want to share with people? Um, well, that's, that's like my main thing right now um, is the vision board masterclass. Um, mm -hmm. I also have a program called um, beyond the board. And so, yes, I teach you how to create a vision board, but I'm also really, really big into helping people shift their mindset. So they not only hit their 2021 goals, but they hit their 2022 goals. Right. And so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And so I really teach uh, women how to get clear about what it is that they want, create that plan, and then have the right mindset. So they actually execute. So that's my program called beyond the board. Awesome. Yeah. I love how you are not just about setting the goal, but actually following through and achieving the goal and making those steps to make it happen. Yeah. A lot of people can set goals, right? But they say 92% of people who set goals never achieve them. Oh, and wow. I really, yeah. Right. That's a little depressing. Um, <laughs> but the thing about it is that the other 8% have a process. The other 8% know that you need to shift your mindset. So I'm really about teaching you what the other 8% know that the yeah. majority of people don't. And I think it's really, really important for women, especially because a lot of the goals that we set are bigger than us, right? Mm -hmm. It's about impacts to our communities or our business or our families or whatever it might be. And so when we don't accomplish those goals, it's not just the impact to us, but it's a ripple effect. Yeah. So I think it's really, really important as women that we have the tools to, and the confidence to be able to set our goals, but then to actually execute those in a way that has a ripple effect that, um, can impact our lives and others. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely believe in that ripple effect. So I, I hope that 8% of actually achieving that goal <laughs> increases. <laughs> Things can be a little bit better around the world. <laughs> and so what message would you like to leave with people today? Yeah. What I would say is that the problem is never that your goals are too big. The chances mm -hmm. are that your mindset is too small. And that when you learn how to outgrow yourself, outgrow some of the beliefs and self-limiting beliefs that you have and kind of um, shifting your identity to align with what it is that you want to accomplish, like anything truly is possible. Yeah. So don't think like, well, maybe I should give up on this. No, let's figure out how do we create that roadmap and let's figure out what systems we can put in place because there is nothing like going from having this intention to actually executing it like that, that feeling is amazing. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And where can people um, find you and connect with you? Yeah. So you can follow me at a woman with vision 
um, on Instagram and you uh, can follow me. Uh, my website is a woman with vision.com. And if you're interested in that vision board masterclass, it's a woman with vision.com backslash vision board. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lariel. This was great. Well, thank you for having me. I learned so much from my conversation with Lariel, and I hope that you all did too. I hope that you guys took some notes and are ready to set some goals that you are actually going to follow through this year. And I hope that you sign up for her uh, vision board masterclass. I'm signed up. I will be there. I hope to see you there. I'm looking forward to uh, hearing what your goals and your visions are for this new year and years to come. So reach out to me, connect with me. I'd love to hear from you. I hope you have a great new year. Thank you for listening to the BU podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends and write me a review. I would love to hear from you. And you can find me on Instagram at BeautifulChick or on my website, BeautifulChick.com. Remember, be you, be beautiful.